0: all right everybody we are back again this is the wide world Ralph on 93.7 the ticket we are actually on the road this week so i'm not in studio but we're still gonna go over the week 11 games of the nfl that'll be coming up on i guess thursday so we'll get started right away and we'll start looking at the games um Our first game that we have is on Thursday night. It is the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. This game will be at 715 on Amazon prime video. Uh, This game's at the Ravens. Uh, Both teams are just coming off some uh, just hard losses last week. You got the Bengals who played the Texans. Um, they had their chances in that game. They might have spotted the Texans a little too much too early, uh, but they made it a game there late. And then you also have uh, the Baltimore Ravens, who the Ravens look like they had that game uh, well in hand uh, going into the fourth quarter. I think they're even up maybe as much as like 17 points, and the Ravens ended up uh, not, not beating the Browns there. Uh, the Ravens, uh, you know about Lamar Jackson. And his success against these NFC teams, but these AFC teams are maybe as kryptonite here. And then you got the Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, you thought they'd finally like found their, I guess their niche, or they they found themselves. You thought the last couple of weeks, up until last week. Uh, with that disappointing loss to the Texans. But the Texans are playing really good football right now uh, with C.J. Stroud. Uh, We talked about D'Amico Ryans being a great head coach uh, early on in his career, but it's just one of those coaches that you see them right away, and you're just like, yeah, this guy's going to be successful in the NFL. I am going to go with the – it's a home game for the Ravens. Ravens always play really good at home. But I'm gonna ride with Joe Burrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Joe Burrow. I think that um it's gonna be another week healthier for Jamar Chase. I know he had a long touchdown catch in that game, but you know, he was nursing that sore back all week from the Monday night where he jumped up in the air and fell straight down on the small of his back. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I just think that they're sitting at five and four right now. If they don't, you know, start picking up some wins, they're going to put themselves in a spot where the playoffs, you know, could be questionable for them to get a wild card because you got the Ravens at seven and three. That would push them to eight and three. Bengals, you know, five and five, you know, and we're not late in the season yet. We're over halfway. We're in week 11. So you've got to start making your moves right now. So I'm going to go with the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Uh, Jamar Chase is uh, going to be, I think, just healthier. So I'm going to go with the Bengals there. All right. We'll move on to our next game. Our next game starts at noon. Uh, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. In Cleveland, this is a noon start time. Uh, both teams, surprisingly, six and three. You got the Steelers, six and three. You got the Browns, six and three. You got the Steelers, whose offense has went nine games now that they won, where they have not had more yards than the opposing team. And then you got the Cleveland Browns. You got Deshaun Watson. Uh, you got Amari Cooper. Uh, they're playing in the dog pound in Cleveland. It's always a tough place to play. I'm not sure if it's as tough as a municipal stadium used to be the old, the old dog pound at the old stadium was insane, but um, we got Steelers and Browns, a Steelers uh, offense. I just, I don't know what to say about that. You've got Kenny Pickett, you've got George Pickens, you've got Najee Harris, you've got Jalen Warren, who's been kind of a surprise this year. He's kind of, you know, to me, he's kind of, been more productive than Najee Harris, but I think Najee's been so showing a little bit of life here the last couple of weeks. Steelers and Browns, man, this is a tough game for me. Oh, man. I've been going with the Steelers the last couple of weeks, and they've been they've been winning. I am going to stick with the Steelers again, not for their offense. I think it's their defense. I think their defense will confuse uh, Deshaun Watson. I know that's crazy to think that Deshaun, you know, in his fourth or fifth year, but since he's been back from his suspension, it just seems like he's just not quite the Deshaun Watson that he once was. Um, but, you know, he can always get hot. And if he does get hot and puts up a few points, that, that's going to put Pittsburgh in a very bad predicament. Because, you know, Matt Canada's offense, they're kind of like the Iowa Hawkeyes that we always say of the, um, I guess you could almost say the Nebraska, you could almost say that. They're the Nebraska of the NFL too, because the offense just hasn't been all that productive. But I'm going to stick with the Steelers to go seven and three. Uh, the Browns—they play great defense, so I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game whatsoever. I think this is going to be one of those slugfests that you see between two division rivals. But I'm going to go with the—I'm going with the Steelers. I'm sticking with them. This will be like three weeks in a row. Ad, this is what I do. I do—I do that for you. So Steelers to move to seven and three all right we'll move on to the next game our next game is at noon this is on cbs we've got the arizona cardinals versus the houston texans uh the texans i think they are now probably the the darlings of the nfl right now you've got cj stroud who's putting up a mega numbers for a rookie quarterback um then you've got the cardinals who the cardinals got their quarterback back last week, Kyler Murray, uh playing a little bit of a magician there at the end of that game to pull out the victory uh for the Cardinals. And I think the Cardinals they showed they showed some life on offense with Kyler Murray. One of the things that I really was interested in checking out was the speed of Kyler Murray because we all know how Kyler Murray has depended so much on his speed, you know, throughout his young career. And it's always interesting to see when a quarterback comes back from a knee injury and not having that, I mean, he's had the full year to recover, but usually that first year there may be a little bit not as, um, I don't know, you, you know your knees there, I guess, that first year. And then that second year that you kind of forget about it, you go back playing football. But from what Kyler Murray showed me on, on Sunday, he was moving around really well. He looked as quick as what he ever was. Um, so I am going to – go here even though with Kyler Murray's mobility I just don't think they have enough right now for the Texans I think the Texans at home with CJ Stroud with the coaching and D'Amico Ryans they've got that team playing um, at a really good clip right now but even more importantly they're just so confident right now that victory they got over the Bengals is going to go a long way I think for them so I'm going to stick with the Texans here D'Amico Ryans uh, CJ Stroud, um, my receiver, Tank Dale, I believe his name. I, I, I enjoy watching him play. So I'm going to go with the Texans in Houston over the Cardinals. But I look for Kyler Murray to keep on, you know, being really feisty there and continue to make strides in his his comeback. Um, it's good to have him back. I was afraid that maybe the Cardinals weren't going to play him this year and maybe hold him out the entire year just for like a, for salary cap reasons and if they decided to release him, but it looks like um, he's there and he's playing. So I hopefully he'll stay with the Cardinals and continue to build on the success that he's had early in his career. I know it's been kind of back and forth with him, but I still think he's got, a, he's got a lot of game, you know, left in him. So we'll move on now to our next game. Our next game that we got is at noon. Also, this game's actually at Jacksonville, The Jacksonville Jaguars. They're not traveling to London or anything like that. They're back in, Duval. So you've got the Tennessee Titans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. You got the Titans. Um, you got Will Levis, the young quarterback, um, struggled a little bit, uh, but he's still got you know Dee Hopkins there, and then you've got the Jacksonville Jaguars who were absolutely embarrassed last week by the San Francisco 49ers. You thought being in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, they'd strung together. I think it was like three, three or four consecutive victories. They're playing really good football. You thought this was a time where Jacksonville was going to step up and show, you know, basically the world that hey, we're one of these contending football teams for a championship. But they fell flat on their face. The 49ers rolled all over Jacksonville last week. And then you got the Titans again. You got Derrick Henry. You got Levis. You got Hopkins. But I am going to go with Jacksonville. Um I know they played horrible last week, but sometimes a very bad game, um, you know, makes you sharper in practice the next week. Makes you work harder. Makes you know. Being embarrassed in the NFL is not a good thing, and I think that Trevor Lawrence, if, they, if this team's going to make a run in the postseason, uh, they're sitting there at six and three. If they're going to make a run this year, I think this is one of the games that Jacksonville needs. I think if Jacksonville loses this game to Tennessee. I could see Jacksonville, you know, really swoon and not maybe make that run that a lot of people are expecting out of Trevor Lawrence and, you know, the Travis Etienne's. And where's Calvin Ridley? That's another guy that he had a big first game back, but he's really not really been there much. And I want to see some more Calvin Ridley out of this team. You've got Zay Jones, but you need – you need – and it was Flowers. You need Ridley to step up in a big way. So I continue to look for Ridley, and I think Ridley – Maybe this will be the game where he will step up and make an impact on the ballgame. All right, now we'll move on now uh, to another 12 o'clock game. We have got the Las Vegas Raiders at 5-5 versus the Miami Super Jake Sorensen Dolphins at 6-3. You've got the Raiders and Dolphins. Man, a lot to say about this game. you got the Raiders who fired their head coach two weeks ago, Josh McDaniels brought in the former New York Giants linebacker, Antonio Pierce. He's got this Raiders team, you know, playing some ball. They, they didn't really, you know, show out a ton against the jets on Monday night, but they got the win. And you know, that's the key thing. No matter if you win by one, win by 20, win by it don't matter. Get the win. And that's what the Raiders did. They're on a two game winning streak. And then you move on to the dolphins at six and three, the dolphins coming off a bye week last week, or yeah, they, I believe they had the buy. Don't quote me. Yeah, yes, they they did. I'm sorry, they did have the buy last week. Uh, the Dolphins six and three. But here's the thing with the six and three Dolphins, all of their wins have basically came against teams under 500. Um, so I'm not sure with the Dolphins, and I know you people are going to step. They scored 70 points against Denver Broncos. I get that, but I believe that was just one of those games where it just got out of hand, and it just continued to, and things just continued to snowball on the Broncos. But I know the Dolphins are a good team. I know they got Tua. Uh they got Tyreek Hill. Um, I think um H H Han has just uh, been um slated to start practice again. So they started his 21-day window. So you look for him to return. Of course they got Mostert. Uh the Raiders, you got Jacobs, um, you got young Aiden Ocon- Aiden O'Connell, you know, out there leading the Raiders. Um Antonio Pierce has made it very clear that he wants um, Devontae Adams in the offense. They're going to throw the ball to him. We, like you said, we don't pay him all this money not to throw him the ball. So you got the Raiders and the Dolphins in Miami, 12 o'clock. I am going to go with the Jake Sorensen Miami Dolphins. I know the Raiders have been playing some decent football. Got a couple wins there. But I think Tyreek Hill is about ready to have one of those Tyreek Hill games. Maybe he goes for like 180 and a couple touchdowns. Uh, Tua has a big game. Um, look for Waddle maybe to do a little Waddle-Waddle in the end zone. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. Dolphins are running to 7-3. and three. Um, Bill's fans looking on at home are like, oh, man, another win. We're going to have to, you know, start winning some games also. And the Raiders, you know, 5-5. Five and five. It's better than what I thought they would be at this point in the season. Uh, big thanks to Antonio Pierce there for, you know, rolling off a couple wins there. Now we'll move on to the, oh, another 12 o'clock game. We got the Dallas Cowboys at the Carolina Panthers. We got the 6-3 and three Cowboys against the 1-8 and eight Carolina Panthers. We got Bryce Young versus Dak Prescott. Here's the deal. Most of these games, usually when when a team plays really, really well the previous week, they kind of, flatten out a little bit the next week but the cowboys they played amazing against the the giants their starters were out of the game in about the middle of the third quarter you got that you got carolina you got the panthers they're young um they're just taking a lot of just a lot of hard knocks right now just being just such a young team but but i i, I don't give up on bryce young i know a lot of critics are out there saying he's might be the worst quarterback drafted uh, of this past year's draft but I I think you stick with Bryce Young I think he's really going to put it together you love his you love his leadership uh he's going to take his bumps but I'll tell you what you stick with Bryce Young I think you're going to be okay Carolina uh Cowboys uh Dag Prescott you had CD Lamb come out in the media and could say he's the top receiver in the NFL maybe ho, oh, ho back just a little bit there CD. I don't know if you're the Best receiver in the NFL. Would you are you in the top four? I'd say you're probably in the top four now. Um you're playing some good football. Still waiting for that big Tony Pollard game. Um Tony Pollard, you know, he's there. He's contributing a little bit, you know, but it's it's not really been a Tony Pollard-led Dallas Cowboy offense that a lot of people kind of thought might happen. Uh the defense, Cowboys, as long as you got Micah Parsons, he's gonna, he's gonna let he's gonna. Uh, make sure that you're in every game. However, the Cowboys took a bit of a hit. I saw today, Uh, Leighton Vander Esch is out for the season. And that's, that's a big hit to the, to to the Cowboys linebacking crew. Uh, Vander Esch is, you know, a leader on that defense. You know, they've already lost Trayvon Diggs. Uh, You know, Trayvon, he basically just uh, makes his, his presence felt now on Twitter um, by telling his brother that he needs to leave Buffalo, which I just think it's kind of just, I, I think you just have to worry about yourself and your own team. I understand he's your brother, but putting those tweets out, it's just it's just not a good look um, for the family, you know? And if, I, if I'm if i Stefan Diggs, I think it's one of those times where you're just like, hey, bro, I appreciate your support, but hey, let's, you know, no tweeting about me. You can tweet about your comeback and how you're rehabbing and stuff like that. Uh, but here, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Um, I know they played great last week sometimes like it's i talked about a letdown game but i just think the cowboys just have too much firepower and that will you know that'll run the cowboys up to seven and three for the year if they get to the win panthers you know one and nine they'd probably be going for that first round draft pick but you got to remember that the bears hold their pick so they're playing for the bears first round draft pick but um i'm going with the cowboys here i think the cowboys run it to seven and three Uh, Pete Ferguson will be happy another week and you got to keep Pete happy. So let's go Cowboys. We'll run it to seven and three. All right. Uh, we will move on now. We got another 12 o'clock game. Um, we got the Chicago bears versus Detroit lions. Uh, one of the oldest matchups in the history of the NFL, uh, bears lions. Uh, you got the bears with, um, is it going to be Tyson Bajan or is it going to be Justin Fields? As of right now, they're not sure who the quarterback's going to be. I saw Justin Fields is doing some light throwing on Monday, um, but I'm not sure what they're going to do. I'm going to say that they're going to err on the side of caution with Justin Fields. So if he has any lingering effects of his injury, I think Tyson Bajan will be your quarterback again. I don't think it's going to matter one way or the other which quarterback is playing in the game. You're you're going against the 7-2 Detroit Lions. Um, Matt Campbell, um, they got the win against the Chargers on Sunday. They got things rolling right now in Detroit. Um, Campbell, Jared Goff, uh, the running game. You had Jameer Gibbs the prior week played excellent. And then now you come back the next week. David Montgomery has a 75-yard touchdown run. You got Amos St. Raw Brown. You've got Nick Sainerts, You know Detroit Lions playing some good football right now. On the defense, um, you've got Hutchinson. Uh, you've got you got you got some players on that defense. So I'm going to go with the Lions at home. I just don't think the Bears have enough uh, with either quarterback. I think the the Lions get the win here. Lions go to eight and two. I mean, right now, if you're the Lions. You're thinking maybe home field advantage for the entire playoffs. I mean, can you imagine that? Detroit Lions, home field advantage in Detroit, and you got those teams like the 49ers and the Eagles because you look at it, the 49ers, you know, they had, they ran into a little rough spell there. I mean, they made a great bounce back last week. But then you look at the Eagles, the Eagles, you know, they got, they got the Cowboys, I believe, again. They got some chances where they're going to drop some games. You look at the Lions schedule, it's not all that tough when you're in that NFC Central. I mean, you got, what, Packers, Bears, I mean, Vikings. I mean, Vikings have been playing decent with Josh Dobbs, but you just don't know how that's, how long that's going to last uh, just for the consistency of it. But um, I just think right now the Lions are in command of the NFC, which if you thought I would have said that at the beginning of the year. I mean, I had them moving up to second, and then they dropped a, they dropped a weird one at the beginning of the year. But... We got the Lions right now, you know, firmly in command of the NFC, which not firm, but I mean, they're they're there. Their schedule says that they run the NFC right now for home field advantage. So we'll find out how that all plays out. All right, we will move on now to the 12 o'clock game. We got the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Green Bay Packers. You got the Chargers and the Packers, uh, the Chargers last week, played decent uh Lions got them uh Packers I just don't know what the Packers right now I think the question they've got is Jordan Love they've got to keep on studying and figure out is Jordan Love the quarterback of their future I think that is the most important thing for the Packers this year uh the Chargers they're just the Chargers uh, they've got you know Justin Herbert he's a stat machine he's going to put up a lot of yardage a lot of touchdowns kind of reminds me a little bit I hate to say it but a little bit of that Kirk Cousins like he's going to give you a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns but he might not get you the win but this week I'm going to go with the Chargers over the Packers I just think they're going to have too much offense um for the Packers and the defense you know the Chargers defense you've got you you've got some players you got the Boses you got the Khalil Max you've you've got the Derwin Jameses you've got some you've got some players on that defense That. I just feel like the Chargers are always kind of that team every year. They kind of they kind of just did not live up to the expectations of the talent that they have on the team. And that does not bode well for their coach Brandon Staley. I have to think that he is coaching for his job right now for next year. He's gonna have to, you know, he's gonna have to get a playoff win. I think a playoff win at minimum for the Chargers this year to keep his job. If not, I could see the Chargers moving on. And then the Packers, like I said they've got to figure out what they're going to do with Jordan love. Is he the quarterback of the future? And if he is, they're going to have to go out and they're going to have to get some, they're going to have to get some help in that receiving core. We've been saying that for like the last what six to 10 years that the Packers need to have some help on receiving, even when they had Devante Adams, they had nothing really across from him. You know, Randall Cobb was aging, but we'll see how that all plays out there in green Bay. We'll keep an eye on that. Okay. Now we'll move on now to the 12 o'clock game between the New York Giants and the Washington commanders a classic NFC East battle you got the Giants at two and eight who are fledgling um you had Tommy DeVito start for the Giants last week uh, you got the commanders at four and six um they play some good football every once in a while but then they don't play then they don't they're kind of like they're kind of like the Nebraska weather well with the old Nebraska weather now it's always 69 72 and sunny in Nebraska, but you've got the giants and the commanders giants are fledgling. I mean, they're just, their season, I think is a loss. Um, You got Saquon, um, DeVito, you know, Wandell, the commanders, you got Sam hell. Are we sold on Sam hell yet? Is he the future of the commanders? It's going to be interesting to see. That's a, that's another team that, you know, is keeping a close eye on their quarterback raced or not race but just their quarterback to see if he is the future of the of the team and then you also got brian robinson at running back uh, mclaurin at receiver uh the defense of the of the commanders is actually i thought maybe would take a step down just being that they lost sweat and um chase young but the the commanders you know defense is still you know playing fairly good um, in this game, I'm going with the commanders over the Giants. I I just I don't see nothing for the Giants. I I feel like, like I said, their season I think is over. I think now you're just playing on what you're going to do next year. Like do you remind remind you know reminding you that they signed Daniel Jones for a lot of money, like forty million dollars a year. Is he your future? I mean the Giants. If you if you would have made this asked this question at the beginning of last year, you would have been like, "Hey, Daniel Jones, Dan, Danny and she's the future of this organization." But the NFL is um, not for long. And what have you done for me lately? And Daniel Jones being injured and having the subpar year that he had before he was injured. Now, if you're the Giants are you looking at a quarterback in the draft this year? So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out for the Giants and if they can keep Saquon happy. I mean, Saquon's not a happy camper right now. He's about winning, and the Giants are not doing that. Commanders, same same boat. And then you got to look at the commanders. Like, you know, Rock, Coach Rivera, they're at 4-6 and six right now. They need to get some wins for him because – there's going to come a time where that new ownership and we realize he's got the new ownership group in, in Washington led by, you know, the magic Johnson group. And he's not the coach they selected. So you're going to see, he's going to put up some wins to, you know, convince this, um, ownership group to keep him at the end of the year, because a lot of ownership groups like to bring in your own guy. So we'll see how this plays out as the year progresses. So, all right, what we'll do now is we will send this to break, and then we will be right back. This is the Wide road to Wrap on 93.7 The Ticket.